Blog Talk Radio. Gentlemen, uh, we've got uh, quite a show for you today. First, of course, we want to uh, plug Aaron's new book, uh, a interlinear uh, key to Strong's. Uh, check it out, and please, if you do purchase it, please write a review on it. Uh, today, we're going to be uh, well. This is a little bit different how we usually do it because we usually have to stream from Ellendale while he's at Bible school. So. Uh, um, boy, you're getting it in the rough today. Uh, literally right here, I'm literally cutting in a door. So uh, <laughs> I, I thought I thought it don't look bad. <laughs> and uh, of course, we're advertising for Leonard Olivares, uh, DeathWages.com. Do it, baby. Um, today's rather spontaneous, correct? Yeah. Just kind of found this out. Just kind of looking at it. Uh, looked at this scripture a whole lot of time we're going to talk about today. Uh, oh my goodness, looked at this since, well, I was a child. So, um, what spurred this on? Well, I was studying the infancy gospel. Okay, so um, for my next uh, books, the next books that are about to come uh, from me are going to, is going to contain the the, a few texts that I have reconstructed. Uh, I'm trying to reconstruct the, the Gospel of the Hebrews, which I've mentioned in former shows, and it's also talked about by many of the early church fathers. Uh, Jerome frequently quoted from it. It was viewed as an authority because it was written in Hebrew in, in that time, but we only have fragments in Latin and Greek presently. So uh, I was trying to see if, well, it seems that a lot of the infancy stories came from that gospel. It, that's my opinion. And so I started to see, so, so I was studying uh, the infancy gospels. Now, first of all, the gospel of Pseudo-Matthew is what it's called. It's also called the gospel of the Nativity of Mary. So. It is. It claims to be a gospel. Basically, it claims to be the gospel of the Hebrews. No one else has really pointed that out. But it says it was written by Matthew and it was written in Hebrew. That's what the opening prologue says. And so, I put two and two together. But when you read through it, most of it is not actually an independent work. It's actually taken from the Proto-Evangelium of James and the Gospel of Thomas are put in, but there's also some independent texts, some chapters which are completely different, and I was beginning to consider if these were actually from the Gospel of the Hebrews, which were transplanted among these, these scriptures. And I think, 
I, I do reject the Proto-Evangelium and the Gospel of Thomas. I'm going to come out uh, and say that I, I, I am very adamantly against those two. But these other chapters in therein may possibly have some value. And so in the in there, it, it tells some apocryphal stories of Jesus' childhood. And, and, it, and like Matthew, like the Gospel of Matthew, it quotes the Old Testament and said, this is a fulfillment of this prophecy. And one of them is his flight to Egypt. In the flight of Egypt account, um, I don't know, do you think I should just read it all, all of its account? Go for it, it's not going to hurt anything. Okay. So rejoicing and exulting, they came into the regions of Hermopolis and entered into the city of Egypt called Sotian. And because they knew no one there from whom they could ask hospitality, they went into the temple, which was called the capital of Egypt. And in the temple, there had been set up 355 idols to each on its own day, divine honors and sacred rites were paid. For the Egyptians belonging to the same city entered the capital, in which the priests told them how many sacrifices were offered each day, according to the honor in which the god was held. And it came to pass that when, the, when Mary went into the temple, and the little child, that all the idols prostrated themselves on the ground, and all of them were lying on their faces, shattered and broken pieces. And they were plainly showed that they were nothing. Then it was fulfilled that which was said in, by the prophet Isaiah, Behold, the Lord will come upon a swift cloud, and will enter Egypt, and all the idols of the Egyptians will be moved at his presence. So, I was like, this is prophesying something. But, could, you could say, could this be a... Uh, a writer, a later writer, just taking a bunch of prophecies of the Old Testament and just adding stories, just making up stories from them. Well, um, there's another infancy gospel that that mentions the exact same event and goes even uh, in its own words and goes even further to describe what happened. That there were these, that these, um, that demonic entities were possessing these idols and speaking through them to the people. They would go there and, um, well, this gospel is called the Arabic Infancy Gospel. And um, it says, I'll just quote from it, it says, And there stood before this idol a priest ministering to him who, as often as the demon spoke from the idol, reported it to the inhabitants of Egypt and its territories. The priest had a son, three years old, beset by several demons and many and he made many speeches and utterances and the demons seized him tore his clothes and he remained naked and threw stones at the people and so it goes further as describing when Mary and Mary takes the baby into the temple and then the idols stop prophesying then the priest he goes to ask the idols why have you stopped why have you stopped saying anything and then and then they say the idol answered them, A god has come here in secret. Who is god indeed? Nor is any god besides him worthy divine of worship, he, because he truly is the son of god. And when the land became aware of his presence, it trembled at his arrival and was moved and shaken. 
and they were exceedingly afraid by the greatness of his power. And the same hour the idol fell down, and with its fall all the inhabitants and others ran together. And then it goes further to describe how um, uh, the the child of the priest who is possessed takes uh, a cloth a piece of clothing of Jesus, and the demons are immediately t uh, driven from his body. So this is a like event goes even further to describe the miracles that Jesus um, that happened with Jesus. So I've done a, a study on how long was Jesus in Egypt and it came out to be eight years Jesus was in Egypt and then he returned um, to, and then he lived in Nazareth afterwards. So because of these points it drove me to look what the scripture had to say. Mm -hmm. And um, the epistle to the Hebrews, it's interesting, uh, the correlation between them. I, it seems to, to be that the same author of the epistle to the Hebrews was the one who wrote the gospel because it nearly, it seems to actually quote the gospel in a sense in, in referring to different events. And so uh, the the epistle to the Hebrews, chapter 1, verse 6 says, And again, when he brought in the first begotten into the inhabited world, he said, Let all the angels of God worship him. Okay, so some correlate this directly to um, Psalms 97, verse 7. And it says, Let all those be ashamed who serve graven images, who boast themselves of gods. Worship him, all you gods. The word gods in, um, in, in, is, in Hebrew is Elohim, and the Septuagint translates it angels. So, could this, uh, this statement be saying, when he, sent, he brought his first begotten into the inhabited world, was he, this mean he was bringing him into Egypt? And does it mean that he was, um, and that these idols fell down and worshipped him, and are and these angels who worshipped him were they the angels who were speaking through the idols so what are so what are your thoughts on this well that is uh, pretty interesting there you, this is what you're, you're quoting from there uh, verse 7 of Psalm 97 let all those be ashamed who served graven images uh, who boast themselves as idols worship him all you gods that's that's pretty interesting that they're correlating that it's it's quoting uh, from this because that makes you take pause it makes you realize that this is this is a um, an arrival let's say that it's an arrival and at his arrival uh, a couple of things was associated with the great day of he who sitteth upon the throne they said the place quaked correct mm -hmm. the second his foot crossed the threshold into Egypt the whole place quote, uh, started to quake and these demons said that's how they knew that's how they knew of his arrival or of course uh, some translations in the New Testament use visitation the time of his visitation so this is pretty important that 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 it's it's correlating uh 
this happening with the arrival of Jesus into Egypt. Because we know, uh, going to uh, the end times, we know emphatically that this whole planet is called uh, uh, mystically uh, Sodom and Egypt. It's the whole planet. It's the whole place. We, the Christians, have become enslaved on the whole planet because, of course, there's no such thing as a as a um, Israeli Christian. There's no such thing as an African American Christian. There's no such thing as a German Christian. We are Christians, and we are one. So at this point in time, the whole planet has become Egypt. Uh, this this slavery, but this mimics. It's saying that this is an isochronal event. It's saying that this also happened as soon as. Uh, Joseph, Mary, and baby Jesus crossed into Egypt. Now, we also need to realize this, that this place part and parcel with the ten days of testing. You have to understand this, son, that everybody knows it's, it's, it's always been an historical fact. That you can travel with train, that means laden with women and children, you can travel 20 miles a day. I have proved it on video many times. Uh, you take it and uh, map out the actual path that they would have taken from from where they were at to Egypt, it's 200 miles. So, this is starting to tie everything together that this was an isochronal event. So, after 10 days of flight, they cross that threshold into Egypt, and then there's this earthquake. Now, to me it makes sense, and to me it's a duh issue. Whether I knew this before or not, that's irrelevant that's God's fingerprint. That's what he's going to do. So, I would have naturally expected that once they crossed the border into Egypt, something happened. Um, number one, I would have expected some type of earthquake event, some type of seismic event, uh, or a magma event. I would have naturally expected that. Yeah, you would have seen it. It would have been a nice chronal event. But saying that, that this happened to the demons and they were speaking through um, these idols, that makes that makes perfect sense. But but perhaps this is not a like a demonic entity that's being referred to here. And what if they're actually like um, evil angels who served Satan? I mean, I guess the exact word well, it says that Satan spoke through the idol, but I, I don't think it necessarily meant Satan himself, but because it was translated, the 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 text is actually a translation from the Latin. The Latin is a translation from the Arabic, and Arabic, Arabic version word for demon is Satan or Satan. So, I always just been like it probably was meant to say, say Satan anyway. Yeah, you demon anyway. You've you've been removed once, you know, <laughs> once twice removed. You're too far away from the from the original language because it yeah. wouldn't have it wouldn't have originally been written in Latin. Yeah. And if it was copied from the Arabic, it was copied from something else to something else. Something else. So so I see what you're saying, but it does fit the fingerprint. Yeah. Of God. Um, and yeah. So there's a, so so I just peel through um, what Isaiah 19 had to say and. Uh -huh. uh, found some pretty interesting stuff. Uh, in verse 18 it says, In that day five cities in the land of Egypt will be speaking the language of Canaan and swearing allegiance to the Lord of hosts. One will be called the city of destruction. In the Hebrew, 
Um, only the Masoretic text seems to say City right. of Destruction. Right. But right. the Dead Sea Scrolls and uh, the, tur the Targum and uh, uh, many other sources say City of the Sun. Okay, now, now stop. Okay. You need to clarify, you need to clarify and quantify, most importantly. So, you're saying that he the Hebrew says City of Destruction. The Masoretic text, yes. Okay. All I want to know is one thing. Is that the same word for Abaddon? No. Okay. All right. So it's, it's it's a different word. Now you said the other place it says City of the Sun. Yes. And and what is that? And that. Now, now wait a minute. What language is that that says Sun? Uh, Hebrew says it. Okay. Is that Helios? Is that the same word we're looking at when we transfer that over to yes, it, Isaiah? Yes. It said. It says. Uh, ear Hashamash. Okay, Shamash. So, so we're, here we are again. So, what's your thoughts on it? Well, uh, it's basically a Hebrew translation for Heliopolis. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Heliopolis in in Greek is the was an Egyptian city, and um, I just wonder the correlation like was uh, some do believe that that Jesus did appear there uh, did live there for a time but I couldn't find much much uh, much you know evidence or sources to that but there were but the Coptics they have a lot of traditionally um, traditional places where Jesus l lived during his and they would uh, during that time and <clears throat> And then the ones that most, the verses that struck me most, okay, moves on to verses 19. Verse 19. In that day there will be an altar of the Lord in the midst of Egypt, and a pillar to the Lord near its border. It will become a sign and a witness to the Lord of hosts in the land of Egypt, for they will cry to the Lord because of oppressors, and he will send them a savior and a champion, and he will deliver them. And thus the Lord will make himself known to Egypt, and Egypt will know the Lord in that day. They will even worship and sacrifice and offering, and will make a vow to the Lord and perform it. The Lord will strike Egypt, striking but healing, so that they will return to the Lord, and he will respond to them and will heal them. So, something you all need to know is that there were many of people there was actually of the Jewish population few of them were living in Israel at the time a lot of them were actually living in Egypt they had moved down to Egypt that was where the Septuagint was translated right so that's, that's yeah right so it was likely that was why um, Joseph and Mary would have gone to Egypt anyway it was because there was there could have been relatives in that area but or you know just the Jewish community altogether living down there so, um, that would explain why it's saying that the Egyptians would be speaking Hebrew and they would be speaking Canaanite languages. Right. It's because they would be, you know, talking with them. And so, um, another thing, it refers to the, uh, the, the Savior coming and mm -hmm. people uh, converting. And you always taught me that the only true Egyptians that exist today are Coptics. All the other ones are, you know, Arabs. Muslims. Oh yeah, yeah Mo Muslim Arabs. Right. And these uh, Coptics are Christians, and how? Who 
um, some of people believe that uh, that they converted during this time Jesus was there. Right. And um, and that would make a lot of sense because it says, and then it says um, that he would strike in Egypt in a way that would heal them. And it seems that it's referring to the fall of the idols and the exorcism of these demons who were um, who were uh, prophesying or speaking to the people. Running the country. But yeah, they, basically. Basically, we're, we're going back to the original battle uh, of the Ten Kings, uh, what may be bound at the great river Euphrates, the whole nine yards. We know that this, that this Leviathan, this pact between these angels that was running uh, Egypt, what was the name of that beast? Rahab. Is Rahab. Yeah. We spoke about this many times. So obviously, this is the mechanation how they were doing it. They were directly, they had wiped out the kings. They didn't need any kings. They didn't need it. They were literally telling the people directly what to do. Uh, that's pretty obvious what's going on. They had a direct link to uh, literally run the country however they wanted to. And um, this chapter has a similar things to say. Don't you love those moments of silence when you're live? In yeah. verse 3 it says, The spirit of the Egyptians will be demoralized within them. They will confound their strategy so they'll result to idols and the ghosts of the dead and to mediums and spirits. Which we know which which ghost of, which ghost of the dead those are. Yep. So the demonic and so basically this is saying because there's war there there was a point of war going on the people uh, and this is probably referring to Alexander the Great coming right yeah so they the people ended up resorting to the demons for help right and. So, with all of this, a big significance about Egypt is Egypt's a different continent than the Middle East. Mm -hmm. Even though it's had a lot of relationships with the Middle East, it's in Africa, not right. It's in Africa, not in Asia. Right. So that's a huge significance there. And right. this was Jesus entering in into another. This was another dominion. Yeah. But, and even still, this was just like Jacob going into Egypt. Just like Jacob, another isochronal event, like Joseph. Isochronal event, yes. It's an isochronal well, and that's quite interesting that, that we have another interesting correlation with Joseph. You know, um, perhaps this is how Jesus is Messiah Ben Joseph. Hmm? Because he's playing out the role of Josiah at the time being... Um, going fleeing to Egypt and living there for a while, and um, what what happened to Joseph when he was in Egypt? He became a king. He became it, well, he didn't become a king, but like like the regent, the say. highest person in authority, second to Pharaoh, is what right. the Bible says. Right. So this is um, so so this is definitely something isochronal, and that's. Uh, of course, that was something that was meant to be. And when we when we fast forward, when we fast forward to the end time, this is going to play out on a most grandiose scale in the whole solar system. Okay, um, 
Boy, it's been a long time since uh, you tore apart that video and pieced it together so we could have a single series of Jupiter's Grand Tack. That's what we're really talking about. Right here, literally, in the end time, Jupiter's going to come unhinged. And when it does, well, all of the all of the celestial planets will be kept in place, will be monitored, will be commanded by Jupiter's Grand Tack, and this is how we stay inside of our habitable zone. This this opened an idea to me. So, um, the we you've always taught me that the galactic superwave is what triggers all of these events. That's right. And so, we in the superwave from the center of the galaxy represents. God coming on a cloud, and yes. and and, uh, and in a sense he enters into Egypt into this. Yes. And who represents the idols of Egypt? That um that it it says that it would cause them to tremble and fall on their face and worship. So perhaps this is referring to Planet Nine coming out of orbit because of the superwave coming through. Yes. And that's what starts the Grand Tack. The Grand Tack. Yes. Follows the path of. Um, yeah. Well, I, I'm not so. I'm not. Don't understand what you're saying. That that thought came to you because I, that's what I've always said. But the in representation representation to the idols. Oh, oh, oh yeah. The idols uh, pointing to this isochronous. So this is, I, and this is what people really can't wrap their minds around. They're really going to see Jupiter coming inbound when we mathematically already know that it had to have happened. It had to have done that. Now they're saying, I mean, we just released more information this very week. I think it was Monday. It was released uh, more information on Planet Nine, the celestial scapegoat. So it's just very interesting that you come upon these, and, and let's make this perfectly clear. You, we really can't do anything with this text because you you you've segregated out certain chapters that make sense, right? Yeah. Um yeah, I can take the I mean, you know, I I can I I put it side by side with the uh with the uh um proto evangelum and gospel of infancy gospel of Thomas which are false um and just and found the chapters that were added in there just kind of placed um in between those and uh, found that they were independent. Um, can I use them? Um, I recently found, uh, uh, came up with a method by which I could theoretically study it, study an original Greek text or Hebrew text behind it, is by following the Vulgate. So take a word from this Latin text, send it into the Vulgate, search what the Vulgate uses to translate certain words and key it to those words. So I basically will have to hop languages to find what the original might have said. And then it'd be a crapshoot. You'd have to guess at the parceling, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not like I could... But it could it. get you to the root word. Yeah, it could get me to root words and, you know, at least have it to a level, level that and, you and all could study it. But. Let's be very clear with the, with the listeners, with the audience. We just found this with one verse, right? Because uh, we were talking about another program we're going to do, uh, of course, about being entered in. Now let's talk about this one letter. 
inside of one word to enter, um, it normally has what, but in these separate verses, it swapped out with this, and this plays into, of course, even the harpazzo, right? Yeah. So what letters is being superimposed here? Okay, so we thought we found the letter epsilon was transformed into uh, a heta. They uh, they both make an e sound, but a different pronunciation. So basically, you know, it, it can you know make similar sounds. I'm not sure if it's correlated to the aorist tense or tenses or whatever, but we I mean, if if any of the listeners who knows anything about Greek, why this would happen, please let us know, because we, it seems very obvious that the Lord is doing something. Because this this letter, it's in the middle of the words, right? Okay, what was, what did you suppose was at work here? Well, I, I, I said one that was most obvious to me is that the alphanumerical value of the word would be altered, because... Um, each letter in the Greek language represents a number. If you change a letter to another letter, it's going to have a different number. So the value of the word will change. This being the case, you can't do that in Latin, can you? No. 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 Let me speak for you. No. So this is why you can get to the root word, but you're not going to get to a a a perfectionalized that you've reconstructed because God does stuff like that. And the alphanumerics is integral to the message. So we could get to which Strong's number it is, but the proper spelling and what he was doing there, that would be impossible to do because you're going from Latin to Arabic to... Yeah. I heard heard somewhere that it's in Syriac, which is basically Aramaic. I could study that kind of more, but, you know, I haven't found anything of that online. Alright, well, um, wow, good stuff, man. Um, good stuff. Uh, hey, let's, let's do another one. Um, be sure and uh, check out Iron's book, and if you buy it, please write a review uh, for him. Um, this being a side, this was just side studies that were just talking about because we happen to be in the same room to, uh, together. Are we going to go ahead and do uh, a broadcast on uh, this topic we're, we're talking about now? Um, once we develop it more, I think. Yeah, this, because I haven't even had time to, to yeah, tear wait. apart the two different sets of words and why he's using a hate again. Yeah, and we haven't even been able to really you know, discuss it through. And then we also have that, that Hebrew text of Enoch that I sent you. Right, right. And then right. he w- and we were talking about the the wobbling of the earth and so. Right, right, right. So we got to do that too. So a uh, lot's going on. Uh, stay tuned uh, to this uh, YouTube channel. Um, we're going to be going live on the End Time Tribune. Uh, Brian Ingram and Joe Musidla are going to be doing that tonight about some of the very things that we talked about tonight. Uh, Jupiter's grand tap great day of he who sitteth upon the throne. Uh, off the hook stuff going on. It was seen that as of today uh, the stock market decided to eradicate, to erase the Trump presidency. Um, we've gone all, the Dow has gone all the way back to pre-Trump numbers. So uh, lots of stuff 
uh, lots of stuff going on. Uh, I better go ahead and uh, plug this stuff. Um, the main website is according to the scripture.wordpress.com. Uh, the YouTube, uh, well, if you're watching this, you obviously know what it is, according to the scripture. Uh, the Twitter is uh, Matthew Miller 49. Uh, this is also the Facebook page is Matthew Miller 49. Uh, so uh, everybody, everybody's texting me <laughs> while we're on air. Um, of course. <laughs> but uh, don't forget to check out uh, Aaron's work and a uh, really short plug before we stop. Okay, what are you translating next, Aaron? What's your next book? Is it going to be comparable in size? It's going to match this, right? You're going to use the same color, the same format, so it's going to be like a volume two of this, correct? Be um, the same I don't think it's... I don't think I'm going to consider it... Um, another volume because within the um within the series i'm going to do take this text which i translated and add to it right because i have more fragments to add this is on this this is only the akman fragments so but there are other fragments that i'm going to add to it so and, and when i do that it's going to be within this volume series and right. and when you get this volume you'll there will be more Apocryphal prophets and stuff. The next book I'm going to next one I'm going to do is the apocryphal Pentateuch or the or the um, the Mosaic literature that's not included in the Bible. So it has the Book of Jubilees and a few texts that have not yet seen the light of day to um, the common uh, individual. Okay. Uh, I, it, because of some help, a lot of help from my friends online uh, on Facebook, they. Um, they have helped me save up the money to um, to buy some of the texts that have not been able to not seen the light of day. Yeah, the the um, many of you probably have never even seen the uh, text of Genes and Jambres, which Paul mentioned, which is mentioned in the Epistles of Paul, and um, you can actually be able to study this now. And so, yeah, um, <laughs> off the hook, man. Good stuff. Okay. Uh, we can give them another teaser too. Um, we were talking about this today, just just a real sharp blurb. Why is Jubilee so off the hook that you're working on now? What bit of information does it have that is really off the hook? It is very different from the Ethiopic uh, the trans the Ethiopic version. So if when you look up the the Book of Jubilees and if you find a copy online and you're reading it, you're reading the translation from the Ethiopic. The, I've not been able to find anything from Greek, so this may actually be the first time ever it, I, that you've seen a Greek translation. And this version is very, 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 very different. It gives, it gives you the exact date when things happen. Right. In, in, in Anno Mundi is the, is the um, number system, the year system it uses. And in there we were, um, we were talking about the the big confusion of Genesis chapter 1 and 2 is that Genesis chapter 1 says on the sixth day God created man and he made him male and female. Um, but it's by the way that chapter 2 speaks, it seems that Eve wasn't created till later. So who is this female? This was what gave rise to Lilith and I've done hardcore studies on that. It's not very not very compatible with the scriptures, that, that idea. But this... Um, 
I did uh, this um, in the book of Jubilees it explains it it says that on the sixth day of the first week Adam was made and on the second week the, second week. the sixth day of the second week That's Eve was made right. so uh, that was what uh, that was a, a bit of information that was pretty interesting that, so I'm actually I was really excited to do this text a long time ago but I was like no I have to finish Enoch I have to finish Enoch before I even look into it <laughs> because I knew the secrets the, there were secrets hidden in there that had never seen the light of day yet so yeah, I'm actually learning and like freaking out as I translate it. But <laughs> learning and freaking out, huh? Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, boy, you think that uh, Aaron was done? Now he's just getting started. We have got to do this. We've got to get this information into the ecclesia's hands. This is the the kind of stuff that's absolutely off the hook needed and has been neglected and rejected because. When you take the information given, all their doctrines just come undone. And uh, I've always firmly believed this. As you can see, I've done so with my own son. Just give it to him. You just have to swallow it. Uh, son, when did you start looking at my concordance? The long longest to go I remember my dad ever showing me anything about the concordance was when I asked him about um, Jonah and the and the big fish Jesus said he called it a sea monster so my dad got out the concordance I was like what is that what is it talking about so he got out the concordance looked it up for me showed me how to do it and everything and then he said I must have been eight or seven I was I was young yeah like he yeah he he always was he he gradually got me into it but it got pretty hard study when I was uh, uh, in my preteens he really started well, getting into this say 12? 12 <laughs> it is preteens <laughs> anyway alright get ready for another live stream off the hook information uh, gonna be coming at you uh, the Brian I and Joe uh, and tomorrow um, Bryant McCullough is off uh, we're going to try to get him on on his day off uh, the best that we can. I don't know if it'll just be audio or not, but hey, till next time, everybody, God bless and Godspeed.